Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. (laughs) This is X-Virgin, and I'm your host, Carter Cruz, here to explore the world of sex and relationships in a unique way. I promise to make you laugh and share all the best tips. Headphones in, because this is about to get wild. This episode is sponsored by Woo More Play. I'm sweating. I'm literally pouring sweat. That's how nervous I am. You're, you know how to perform. What did you do this weekend? Oh my God, literally nothing. Yeah. Did I do anything at all? <laughs> Holy shit. As I've gotten older, I kind of just like, I'm so low key. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think on Saturday night, I literally, like, this is not an exaggeration. I literally talked to my mom on the phone for six hours. <laughs> <laughs> I always do that with my parents. I, I feel terrible because I don't call them as much as I should, <clears throat> you know? But when I do call them, it's like, I'm a very present person. Yeah. And I feel like you probably are too. Yeah. Like when I'm with people, I'm never on my phone. No. So I'm really hard to like sometimes get a hold of unless I'm just sitting at my house. But it's not that I like don't like talking to my parents or I don't want right. to. Like, it just when I do, we'll have like a hang. You know, That's I'll exactly be in my it. room. I put them on speaker. Both my parents are hanging out at their house. I drank almost an entire bottle of whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was actually kind of lit. Talking to my mom, I mean, my mom talked for six hours. <laughs> I just like let her talk and I just drank a bottle of whiskey. At one point, I think I was playing backgammon on my phone because it was like past the point of like, it was like past the point of like acceptable amount of time. And I was just like, I think she doesn't even care that I'm like doing other stuff. Yeah. Like, I literally don't think she cares. I think she, she wants just, like, the comfort. I mean, I have that yeah. with, a, I mean, I'm so talkative. So I feel like a lot of my like close friends, and I'm also a person that thinks out loud. So I think sometimes like we, like I, I call some of my friends or I'm just talking to them in person. But yeah. sometimes I start kind of rambling and I'm just kind of thinking out loud to myself. And I feel like my closest friends, they know when they can tune out. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> and it's let not you like ramble. I'm not offended by yeah. it because it's like I know they'll listen if I need them to. But they're yeah. like, OK, like Carter's on her. Well, I guess we should <laughs> introduce our guest. This is Nagar, my friend. She's a writer. Fantastic writer. She's a lot of books out. I have some of them. Thank you. read them. But we have kind of an interesting story of how we know each other. Years and years ago, I was dating a guy for about a year. We had a very toxic, draining relationship. And at the time, I thought he was divorced. And I, you know, knew about his ex-wife. 
And I thought she was crazy because she would call him all the time when we were together. And I'm like, why is your ex-wife calling you at 11 o'clock at night? We ended up breaking up and just because it was toxic and I was having too much fun with my life. And then about what, like two years later, I think after we, it was years after we broke up. It was 2018, probably early 2018. I think we broke up in 20, like 2016, I think, like very early on in there. So it was about two and a half years later, you know, I'd very much moved on from that. And I got a DM from his ex-wife, Nagar, and a ex-wife <laughs> <laughs> who was not by his then, ex-wife. By then I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> who was then his ex-wife. But uh, basically she told me that, you know, she was trying to put together a timeline of, you know, all his affairs and girlfriends and everything to kind of like heal and move past all of that. And it was a massive shock to me to find out that I'd basically been the other woman for the entire relationship. Yes, of course. And you know, what's so crazy is because I remember we had such big fights about it because since you guys weren't publicly, you know, you guys were publicly married and you hadn't like officially announced your divorce because you weren't divorced. Because we weren't divorced. But of course, you know, he spun it with this whole like social media, which I understood because that makes sense in my life. But I remember I was always really concerned about being seen that way because, you know, being in the adult industry and being much younger than him, I just thought if anyone finds out that we're dating, it's going to look so bad for me. Like I like maybe I stole him from her mm-hmm. or that like, you know, I am this other woman that while they're still married. Mm-hmm. And I was so concerned about that because I'm such a girl's girl. Yeah. And that's never what I would do. And it just was so concerning the whole time. And then to find out that's actually what was that's happening. That's actually what was happening. He also never posted, like he got to the point where he wouldn't post about me. Right. And that was like a constant fight in our marriage. Oh, yeah, I sure. was like, we would like go on a vacation. And I'm like, why don't you post any pictures of us on vacation? Like what? And he'd be like, he would just like make up. And I don't know, I guess I just like chose. It was just like the cognitive dissonance of like right. choosing to believe him because right. it was just easier than having the fight. But oh, yeah, because we fought all the time. Right. We fought about you all yeah. the time. <laughs> so I so from my perspective, I'm the wife, literally actively the wife, like not separated, right. not anything, literally living together. In therapy, right. Weren't you guys in we stuff? started to go to therapy after I found out about you. Right. And by found out about you, like I found like text messages like and not by going through his stuff like he literally left his phone on the counter open to a text message right and I was like what the fuck is this and right. I didn't like pick it up and look through it which I should have because then I would have known everything oh yeah so I found out like a little bit and he kind of just made it like gave me like as much information as he felt like he could that didn't incriminate him right that didn't make it seem like he was actually having an affair but that right. he was just like having inappropriate conversations right right oh or, like, of course wa- or, yeah yeah I think yeah. that's how he oh I just uh he always told me he had like little subs and stuff yeah. like that but it's you not know? you know it's not like physical or it's right, not like right, what, right, yeah right. it's yeah. like <laughs> dog that's literally your girlfriend <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What do you mean? Like, I thought we were, like, gonna get married. Like, what are you talking Which about? Which crazy, because I'm like, what if I was, like, kind of, like, what's well, a little early, you know? Didn't he ask you to move in with him? Yeah, oh, yeah. But were you gonna live in our house? Like, No, no, we actually went and looked at apartments. That's insane. Yeah, I know. We looked, at, and I thought it was unhinged. You know, I'm not well, someone who... certainly unhinged. Right, but, you know, I mean, he's, he's a good talker. So, he's, I was like, maybe... I was like, you know, I don't know, like he, the apartment he showed me he went to move in with. I'm like, I could never afford this. So yeah. I'm like, I kind of want to live there, yeah. you know, so I kind of got talked I into it. Live there. And then I think it was like, <laughs> I think like two, like, you know, it was a couple of weeks before I was supposed to move out of my apartment and he still hadn't like solidified anything, obviously. Yeah. And uh, he was like, you know, you got to. Uh, and then I was like, wait, so what's going on with this? And he's like, 
oh, I just don't think I'm going to be able to do it, blah, 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 blah. My favorite lie that he told me, and like, again, I don't want to go too far into this, but was just that. We could talk how, about this. We could, talk we could do like a whole series on this. We really you guys, could. You guys don't understand. This story is like absolutely insane. Yeah. Like when I tell people the story, they think I'm making it up. Yeah. I'm just it like, I need, like you to, I need you to believe me right now. This is not a Lifetime movie. This is not. Like, <laughs> this is a real story. This is a real thing that happened to me. <laughs> and the interesting thing is that there are other women, his girlfriend oh, yeah. after me. Um, we're all friends. And we're all friends. Um, we all connected much later after it. And I think that's like so like empowering. Yeah. And I actually I have a couple other friends that I've had. My ex before him had you know, I had a kind of similar situation and I became really good friends with the other girl yeah. he was seeing. And uh, I think that's such a just like, it's incredible. you know. Well, <laughs> so Carter and I, we finally, this guy and I, we finally got divorced. He basically like ignored my divorce papers for years and years and years and then would just lie. And I want to get back to you. You said your favorite lie because yeah. he is a he is a pathological liar. And he would just lie that and say that, like, I signed the papers and I sent them back. And I'm like, dog, you 100% did not <laughs> sign the papers and send them back. Or he'd say he never got them. Or, like, I would pay a process server and they would go to his house and he just, like, wouldn't be there. And I was like, this is getting out of hand. <laughs> it took me almost six years to actually get a divorce. And the night that my divorce was finalized, you and I went out for sushi because I was like, there's celebrate no one else it. I want to celebrate this night with. <laughs> we went out for sushi and I posted some photos of us. And in the caption had mentioned, you know, very briefly, like, you know, that there's no other way I'd want to spend like the day I finally got divorced after six years and, you know, with Carter. And so many women commented on that post and like tagged their friend that they know through that same situation. Right. And that was so cool to see. Right. It was it's so a, cool to it's see. A, yeah. Right. That there's so many other women out there. I'm actually kind of interested. Like, I don't know if we're going to have some way for people to like write in or something at some point, but would love to hear like people's stories about that because yeah. I think there's so many women. Every woman I've told that story to has been like, oh, it's they just have like a my friend. Story. Yeah. So-and-so, we were dating the same guy. Yeah. And it's like, and now uh, we're besties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, you know, generally I feel like when guys do tend to like, you know, abuse women in that sense, they kind of tend to go for, especially, you know, I think you think that guys like that will go for you know, maybe like more submissive, like kinds of women. No, but they, I think they, they want to challenge. Yeah, they, exactly. they like the challenge. And pretty much every time I've been in a similar situation, all the other women, everyone has been, you know, women who don't normally, who would be like, you know, I'm how like, did I get in how situation? did I fall for this? Yeah. Like, I would never let it, you know, now yeah. I'm looking back, I'm like, how did I let this happen? You know, and it's a, and that's, that's, they love that yeah. because it's, it's so much more of a prize. Yeah. They can get someone that, they wouldn't think that would be submit submissive to 100%. them. 100%. And so it's always like, you, I think that's why we always kind of bond because it's yeah. like you have a lot of similarities. We're and, all the same girl to yeah. some extent. You know what I mean? It's like that's what you saw. All the girls that he sought out were like that. None right. of them were submissive. None of them were like meek. Right. We were all, we're all very strong willed, strong minded cats and Aries. I'm a Leo. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? We're like fiery ass bitches. We're not like, we are the girls who are just like, this wouldn't happen to me. But I read something recently, like after he and I, after I finally had the courage to like step away from the marriage, which by the way, like I stayed in because I was like manipulated into staying in the marriage out of fear for his mental health. Right. That was how he manipulated me to stay mm -hmm. in the marriage for so long was that he, he truly made me feel both explicitly and implicitly that I was the only thing keeping him from ending his life. Right. 
And that was very heavy for me to carry. And it got to the point where I was like, my mental health is now suffering. Right, <laughs> like, right. I cannot continue. Because you should, no one should be responsible for Absolutely someone not. nonsense. Absolutely not. So it got to the point where I was like, I have to step away from this. And when I did, I think the thing that really helped me move past it was recognizing like, and I think it's really overused now because everybody calls everybody a narcissist now. This man is truly like right. a textbook, <laughs> textbook narcissist. Like there's like the fact that he's, I think he might even have like a borderline personality diagnosis, right. like an actual diagnosis. Who knows? Because he Who would knows? never he tell. Lies about everything. He lies. <laughs> Wait, the vasectomy. Did he tell you about the vasectomy? He did not tell me. That's oh my God. This is a lie that he tells everyone. He tells and he, ta and he talks about it on podcasts. He talks about it publicly, like all the time. He tells everyone that I asked him to get a vasectomy and that he then that now he has a vasectomy. He never got a vasectomy. Yeah. It's like a complete. He told me that he wanted to have a kid. So. He, told, he would tell me constantly that he wanted to get me pregnant. That's his fetish. And I think, yeah, I mean, you know, fair. But like, I'm not going to yuck someone else's yeah, yum. No. Oh, like, no, I mean, I, I was not against it. Absolutely When not. I thought it was purely that yeah, and not exactly. like some dark, twisted, you know, thing. Yeah, like, it's just about it. I just want to get you pregnant. He would constantly want, like, talk to me about getting pregnant. And I... Something in the back of my mind was always like, I shouldn't do that. Like, right. so I would, I always had an excuse. Like I have two herniated discs in my back and mm -hmm. I was always like, my back hurts. Like I can't get pregnant. Right. Like the first time I was pregnant, that was when I, my back pain started. Right. And I was just like, I can't do that right now. Like I'm in too much pain. I have to wait till my back heals. Like I kept making excuses. Right. Like you look back in retrospect and you're like, you knew. It was your, it was like, that you intuition. intuition. That like, feminine intuition. We always know. Yeah, we I, always I know. I saw like a meme recently. It was like, you know, it's like guys need to understand like women know women. And we're always, someone is going to tell us. Yeah. And if someone doesn't tell us, it's going to come to us in a dream. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that is so true. Because, you know, like, it's just, it's so, we know. And yeah. we might convince ourselves, like, no, no, this is fine. Because we don't want it to be true. Oh, right. Like, the moment that he started the, mentioning you. So, the way that he introduced you into my life was that I, this is so manipulative. He goes, I have this opportunity to coach this, like he was a business coach. Right. And he was like, I have opportunity to work with this porn star, but I'm not going to take it. That was the manipulation. Yeah, 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 that yeah. was the way of introducing it. Right. Because then I was just like, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you take, it? take it? Like, well, I don't I'm not care. Control. Yeah, right. I'm not jealous. I'm not controlling. I'm not insecure. Like, why would I care? Like, you made it think like it was your idea. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, like, like, you should, you I was like, you should totally do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I read the first time we ever hung out, like not the, after the first time I met him, which was just random. But then the first time we ever like went out, he was late, which I'm not a big fan of. But um, he told me this insane story that he was meeting with Kanye. Oh, my um, God. To, to to train to train him and like Kim or something. I think they were married at the insane. time. Insane. And it was like so. And I mean, it was like, I mean, I never met this guy before. And like, I mean, I know he's like pretty like at the time he had like more followers than I did and stuff. So I was like, I don't like it. Why would he lie? You know, I would have no reason yeah. to think that this guy would lie. It seemed legit. But it's just so funny. Like that was one of those things that, you know, I'm sure it was because he was probably having some fight with you yep. in order to get out the door. You he know? used to say that he was training Rick Rubin, but yes. I never met Rick Rubin. Yes, that's what he time. said. He was at Rick Rubin's, but he was meeting with Kanye, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't, don't believe know. it. He would tell <laughs> me like either. every week that he was like going to Malibu to train Rick Rubin. And looking back, I'm like, no, he was probably going to hang out with Carter. <laughs> 100%. I feel like I know he like was like starting fights with you to like, and then yeah. that's why you'd call him because you're like, 
I want to like fix this fight. Yeah. And I'd be like, he would storm off. This, he would like, this start lady's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I probably am a little bit crazy, <laughs> but like not for those reasons. But also <laughs> like, that's, yeah, like, but you're being so gaslit. Yeah. And you're, I mean, of course anyone would be crazy in yeah. that sense. I mean, there's, I was crazy in situations with him where I was just completely unhinged, but yeah. it's because he pushed me. I mean, I, I punched a wall once when we were in a fight. I and not he wasn't even at my house. And I mean, I was in a really bad place. And it was like I had been diagnosed with bipolar like back in college, but I like went off medication. I mm-hmm. kind of handle it all on my on my own. But I think, you know, being with him, it really caused a lot of mood issues. The psychological torment. Of being up and down, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's so good and then it's so bad. And like I remember we were having and I I punched a wall, which, you know, of course it's me. So there's just a tiny bit. <laughs> it wasn't. But I was like, man, that's so, I'm not really like that kind of person, yeah. you know, like I don't really react that way when I'm yeah. super, but the, just the amount of just stress that I needed to just get it out physically like that. And uh, it just blows my mind. But my favorite, I was saying my favorite lie about it was that when he would tell me that, you know, he was, I thought he had all this money. And he would spend it all on me. And then I found out that it was your money uh, later. And uh, I still have those Louboutins. Should we sell them? Put it in Isaac's college fund? I was like, okay. I was like, should we go out to Vegas and just sell No, no, let's put it in Isaac's <laughs> I feel like he deserves it. We can treat ourselves to dinner. They literally just like sit in my in a box. They're beautiful shoes, but honestly, I don't wear heels that often. No. But didn't he tell you that he was giving me ten thousand dollars a month in alimony? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, that man owes me eighty thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Do will you ever get that? No, no. Yeah. unless I take him to court, and then even then, yeah, you know, honestly, it's like what are the odds? Maybe like maybe like I mean, you got like. Plenty of like people backing you up. Yeah. I feel like you just get just have a train of like women coming in being like, yeah, this is my experience. Yeah. Just the I character, like, just the character witnesses. Alone. Character, and also, I mean, like you get a good judge. You get like a female judge. Yeah, I know. Like, he, 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 I mean, he <laughs> doesn't like technically owe me money, but like he did, you know, kind of mess up my career and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I definitely the psychological damage alone, the thousands and thousands of dollars I've spent on therapy. Oh, yeah. yeah thousands that, of dollars. That and, uh, and he would, you know. Legal cr- fees. Cried My God. to me about doing, I mean, be doing porn. I was breaking his heart. He knew. Here's the thing. I'm like, you're he married. Knew, he knew you were in porn yeah. when he met you. Oh, yeah. Oh, you and know, that was knew. probably part of what attracted him to you oh, in the first place. 100%. The fragility. The male fragility of that, that like it's hot until it affects me personally. Well, and the thing is, I knew the thing is, it's crazy because I was only, what, 23 at the time. And I was aware of that. And, and you were the, the f- top of your game. Right. I was. And I told him, I remember the first time we hung out, I said, hey, I'm like really into you. But I just want to let you know that I'm not trying to date anyone right now. You know, I'm out here to work. I have a career. I'm really focused on this. And really good at it. And while you might think you're an open-minded person who's sex positive and all these things, you know, I think something, and I don't hold this against men, like, or or women. And if you are, you know, dating someone who's like a sex worker, I think the problem is, is when you say it's okay, Mm -hmm. and then you start shaming them for it. If you're not comfortable dating someone who goes to work and has sex with other people, that's totally okay. You're allowed to have your own boundaries mm-hmm. in life. I mean, like, 
I even think there's, even when I was in the business, I dated a guy briefly who was an, a porn star as well. And, uh, you know, we even had some times of like jealousy and we yeah. would work together and like, you know, but there would be this kind of weird, like jealousy type thing. So I'm completely understanding about it. But that's why I was like, hey, let's just avoid all that. Let's just have casual hangs. Yeah. Friends with benefits type thing. And, you know, it's crazy because that's what always has blown my mind the most is that he could have had that and we would have never fought. He would have just whenever, you know, like it obviously would have been not OK <laughs> with your relationship. Sure. But I wouldn't have known anything about that. But we could have you know, just had casual sex. It, but it he wanted he to have control you. Yes, he needed to He wanted to, to control you. That's usually what it is. I think about that all the time. I'm like, why did this man marry me? Right. Because it, it, the the trail of affairs goes back to before we even got engaged. Oh, I'm sure. And I don't believe in sex addiction, but I believe in like that. It, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's like it's it, something. It's that kind of it's that need to be like uh, it's like when guys want to like impregnate a bunch of women. Yeah. Kind of goes even though he doesn't actually want to have a bunch of kids. Yeah. It's still oh, it ties in with him. Yeah. yeah like it's that kind of like I want to own spread this woman. My seed. Spread my seed. <laughs> yeah. It, it, that type of thing. Yeah. That you don't have because you got a vasectomy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like but he's like he doesn't want to actually have the responsibility. I will say I guess at least there's that. That's because I mean he could have actually like really push for it with everybody yeah <laughs> well he actually he cannot really I don't think procreate because he has been illegally injecting testosterone for years interesting yeah he's been injecting tea for years and I think that's what makes him impotent yes and so because he can't like because he has slow swimmers Right. Um, <laughs> he he just decided that he was going to rebrand. Wait, so someone with him does, does he, <laughs> Wait, so does testosterone? Wait, that's interesting. Does testosterone make you less likely? When you inject tea, like when you inject tea, like as a like as a means of like improving your own testosterone right. panel, it does decrease your sperm output. Right. Interesting. Yeah. You'd think it would do the opposite. You would think it would do the opposite. Yeah. I, I, I kind of love that. Yeah. So, okay. But if you inject, say, like estrogen, that's going to probably have the same. But would how would that impact your sperm? I'm interested. On a, in, a man, in a man. In a man. Yeah. Wow. Like if you're like, if, like if you're trans and you're, transi you're, transitioning. you're transitioning, like how does that like impact you know, it's it just or is there like is there just like a specific balance? I don't know. I don't know too much. I'm not a doctor <laughs> and I don't play one. On maybe TV. I should uh, maybe I should read his book. He gave it to me. Oh, right. my God. It's so <laughs> the trashiest book. There was a period of time when I was like, you know, in like the like the depths of my like despair of like getting over everything and like finding everything out. When we broke up, finally, I felt relief. Right. I did not feel devastation. I did not feel loss. I felt relief above right. all else. But as things started to come out and I started to allow myself to like really believe the things that I knew to be true from the beginning, because the first time he like introduced you as a concept into our relationship, I had an intuitive you hit. You I had an intuitive hit. I remember we were at the movies. We went to see like The Fucking Hobbit or something. <laughs> and we were in line at the concession stand and he was just like texting constantly. I was like, who are you texting? And he was like, my friend Carter. And this is only the second time he had ever mentioned you. The first time it was like my new client right, that you don't right. want me to go on. Right. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then he was like, my friend Carter. And then we had to sit through this fucking three hour movie. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, literally the whole time I was like, <laughs> <laughs> he should have just passed me off as a boy. 
you know? He totally could have. <laughs> he totally could have. Yeah, because oh I feel God. like he, you know, he was sloppy. Like, yeah. He was sloppy, to be sure. Um, but we can dissect that yeah. certainly at another time. But I like had that intuitive hit. So as I started to allow myself to like really believe all the things that like I didn't want to believe at the time, and it all started to come out, what I felt was not like pain at the loss of like the romantic relationship. What I felt was this total restructuring of what I had thought my life was. Great. And that was very devastating. Having to reconcile that you thought you were living one life and it was a completely life, different life altogether. Right. That really threw me off kilter. Right. And sometimes when I wanted to feel better about all of it, I would just go on Amazon and read his book review. <laughs> <laughs> And it would, uh, it would definitely act as a salve. Right, right. To my wounds. I've never done that. They, Maybe I should check it out should do it. <laughs> I still have the book. I've never read it. Or you anything. should throw it in the trash. I'd be like, it was, you I should throw I, it in I, the I trash. I kind of like, I kind of, it's on my, you know, I've had so many books throughout my life and I've had to downsize. I know you and I both love books. And you still have it? I have it. I think it's because. I would have used it as kindling at this point. <laughs> I think it's something about, it's just, um. It's like a memory of like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a reminder, I guess. You know, I, I don't know. There's something. I mean, it's is not it like, a horcrux? I never. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> there's something about it. It's like, I mean, it's not like I ever like notice, you know, I have my little bookshelf and I've had to like pare down my books over the years. Yeah, Every time I, I, I move, I'm like, I yeah. guess we, we just moved. I was like, all right, like, let me get rid of a couple books. So, you know, as long as I can have like three shelves of books, but, you know, I just move around too much yeah. to have more than that. They're heavy. But, yeah, they're heavy. No, <laughs> that, I had one box. I was like, if I can fit it in one box, yeah. it can come. And that box, like the movers moved it and I had to unpack it to move it out to the living room because it was so heavy, just that one box. But there's, it's not like I ever like look at it or whatever. There's just something about it. I just kind of, I'm like, it's that like reminder of like, that was a, you know, I mean, it, I'm sure for you, I mean, like, regardless of whether you don't want to, it's not giving him power. No. It's about, you know, like, recognizing this time in your life. Yeah. And, like, I know you went through so much healing. I mean, you wrote a book about it. And I loved I loved your book because it had so little to do with him. Yeah. And so much to do with your own, like, personal oh, journey. Which, because, I mean, I feel like he's such a narcissist, like you said. You don't want to give him too much mm-hmm. credit for this <laughs> because he he loves it. He loves that he would have an impact, you yeah. know? But I just love that you kind of, you know, you addressed it. And obviously it's this huge thing in your life, but it was more about yourself. Yeah, I remember like it was a couple, it was maybe a couple of years ago, you posted something about like getting back in touch with your like divine feminine energy. And I think you were saying that you would like once a week you were kind of like taking nudes of yourself. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and it was and it was just for you. It wasn't that you were sending them out to men. No, I literally jerk off to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I, I think do. that is so cool. So like, tell me more about that. Like, how did you like, because I mean, I understand like after, I mean, I know for me, like getting out of that relationship with him, I had a lot of like trauma yeah. throughout it, especially how he shaped me about porn and everything. When I was dating the guy after him, you know, that I'm still with, I feel like I had a lot of, anxiety mm-hmm. about because he would be like why do you have sex with me the way you have sex on camera I was like well because I'm a good actress yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> thank you <laughs> but because it's not the same right you know there is a completely different thing and I, I love that you think it's the same when you watch it and you know because that means I'm doing my job great but I I feel like you know I had a lot of anxiety around sex and like my body and just different things because of 
you know, these kind of insecurities that he put on me. And I never have really done that. So I'm like, you know, like, I feel like if I ever take nudes or whatever, it's like I've always been a very like it's work. Yeah. You know, I'm taking the nude so I can put it on OnlyFans or I'm taking the nude because the guy I'm talking to like wants it. Like there's always like it's kind of and I loved when I saw that post because I was like, that's so cool. I've never. Well, something interesting is that I never really masturbated to completion until I was in my late 30s. Really? I, I've always been a relationship girly. Yeah. I've always been in a committed relationship. I've always moved really fast. I've always been like, oh, first date idea, move in with me. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's always been like that. <laughs> and I've been single for four years, which is the longest I've ever been single. I dated someone after our mutual ex for a couple of years that I thought was like the one and was especially traumatizing. And that was when I wrote the book because I realized that I didn't really have time to process everything that I went through because me and this, the next guy, we started dating maybe like seven months after our mutual ex and I got separated, which like seven months is not a short period of time by any metric. But when you consider the five years of trauma that I went through, I certainly was not in a place to be in a relationship at oh, that yeah, you point. you need like some time after that. When I found out about you, like really, like when you and I had that conversation and it like everything really kind of was like actually Going solidified enough. It was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was already dating this guy and he was very much like, why do you care about this? Like I'm your life now. Like this needs to not be a thing. And so I very much felt like I had to work through all that trauma in private. Right. And so when he and I broke up and that was an, that was, it was a, it was actually was a really fantastic relationship, but it was Mm -hmm. a very traumatic, very abrupt breakup. And that was when I started writing my book. And I realized that I just like had all this stuff coming up. And one of those things was that like, I had not explored myself as a sexual being independent of male partners. Right. And it was not something that I'd ever thought was important for me to do or like even had even crossed my consciousness as like a need or a necessity. It was just kind of like, oh, like masturbation is for girls who aren't like getting fucked. Right, right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Which is also fair. It's like also legitimate and also fair speaking as like a single person. Like, you know, but it was an opportunity for me to go like, okay, well, I have to figure this out. Not because I'm single now and like sex is not guaranteed. Right. And I'm a very, I'm a hypersexual person. So like if I'm not having sex, I'm like, this is not okay. Right. Like if I'm not. And that was that the longest you'd been single really in like a long time, the four years? This is the sing- longest yeah. I've ever been single in my right. entire life. Oh, that's crazy. Literally ever in my entire life. Four years is a long time. It is a long time. <laughs> four years is a long time. And I remember like every year that, because we broke up in July. And so like every year July would come around again. And I'd be like, if it, if it ends up another year, I'm like, if it is, <laughs> year one goes into year two, year two goes into year three. And here we are, year four. And I'm like, who knows? But are you feeling like happier? Or? I feel very much more like myself than I ever have in my entire life. And I think I really realized that so much of my sexuality was not my own. It was really tied into having a partner. Right. And I think that it's really, really, really important for women, especially for women identifying people, especially to have their own sexual experience. Mm -hmm. And it's not. And what I realized for me was that it wasn't just about pleasure. And don't get me wrong. It is about pleasure. Like I love sex. 
I love Dick. I I truly do. Like I I, really, I love Dick. I am I am a slut for Dick. But yeah, you're very straight. Right? I, I'm, um, I'm I'm heteroflexible. Yeah. I'm heteroflexible. I enjoy encounters with women under the guise of a kink. Right, 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 right. So for me, like threesomes are a kink. They're not a sexual orientation. Right. So like I've had sex with women, but I don't like desire having sex with women and I enjoy it when I'm doing it, but I enjoy it because it's a kink because there's also a dick. Right. Present. Right. So like my favorite porn is ZP. Yeah. Because there's more dicks. <laughs> <laughs> so like I'm straight, but like, yeah, yeah. is anybody really, do you know what I mean? Oh it's no, like, I feel yeah. it. I always just say queer because yeah. I don't be really, like, I feel like when I say bisexual, it feels like you're kind of like 50-50. Yeah. And that's not, I mean, I always date guys. You know, but I mean, I've definitely had sex with, you know, lots of women just one on one, both on camera and off. But I feel like I'm always kind of like, ah, like I never really pursue it. Yeah. But I like. If You're it, happy when it happens. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I'll be like so into it. Yeah. And I'm always like, oh, my God. Like, I forgot how much I love having yeah. sex with women. <laughs> but then like I will know, like I think a lot of times I told my friend recently, I said, I think I just respect women too much to use them in the way that I use men. Exactly. <laughs> like, That's exactly right. right? Like, with men, I'm just like, ah, like, yeah, okay. Like, you'll be happy regardless. Like, they you know, really I'm be. naked and like, you get to touch your dick on me. Like, you're thrilled. Whereas like with a woman, I'm so concerned about like, oh my okay? God, is like, like yeah. you know, like what has gone on before? Like, how is she feeling? Like, is she, is she hungry? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. does she want some water? Like, <laughs> with men, I'm just like, you're lucky to be here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You're truly lucky to be here. Let's be honest. I I hesitate to ever call myself queer and not call myself straight because I don't have one-on-one sexual experiences with women. I think heteroflexible is a good term. Queer to me would feel like like I was co-opting. Like I was appropriating. Right, right, I was right. appropriating the term. It's right. not like I'm down to have sex with women, but I'm not like going to pursue one on one sex with a woman like right. ever. And I definitely wanted to know that from a young age. Like one of my best friends in high school wound up being like fully lesbian. Like she was bi in high school, like bi curious in high right. school and then like fully bi in high school. And then as at, by the time we were in our 20s, she was just like, I'm like off completely <laughs> and like fully lesbian. And so I remember she kind of started like, seeing this one girl and I was like, do I want to do that? It was very much like a conscious choice. I was like, I should try that to see if that's for me. And I was like, no, it's not. (laughs) It wasn't bad. It just like wasn't, it wasn't like arousing to the point where I was like, I want to keep doing that. Right, 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 right. So anyway, I think it is really important for women to have that relationship of sexuality with themselves that has nothing to do with a partner, whether especially if it's a male partner, I think just like living in a patriarchy and and we are so conditioned as women to adjust our appearance and our behavior and our activity under the the guise of like what what men will think of it, whether it's good or bad. Right. You know, it's like when I leave my house, I think about what I'm wearing, not just because, will guys like this, but is it going to give attention to me that I don't want from right. men? Like, I don't, right. do I, am I trying to like keep the male gaze away? Right, like, right, right, it's, right. it's a constant thought process. Right. And so for me, like masturbation had to be an exploration of self that had nothing to do. Like, this is my opportunity to explore my body in ways that have nothing to do with like, like, I don't even think about men when I'm masturbating. I literally watch my own nudes. I literally (laughs) look at my own nudes. I know, you know, I I know a lot of like mostly, you know, they might be kind of like heteroflexible, but like, or, you know, vaguely queer or whatever, but you know, they may, 
mostly straight girls that will watch like girl on girl porn. Right. That's the thing that they kind of like masturbate yeah. to. But girls are I, hot. Yeah, right. Because I think it's hot. Right, it's hot. It's hot. And uh, like I would literally, it was like my Sunday ritual. I would smoke a joint. That's what I thought. You said yeah. you posted, but you're like, I do this weekly. I do it every week. I don't do you it still anymore. Do it. Sadly, I moved into a different apartment that my bedroom window now faces my neighbor's window. Right? <laughs> it's so, like, I'm like, my neighbor is like, nude blocking me like this is unacceptable and I need the light like I need the light from the window so like I might get I was thinking about putting like something sheer like over the window just so I can like still get the light but like not be like I also just like don't care if they see me naked right. but you, well, you but, should never know because I mean it could be one of those things where it's like almost kind of hot that you're kind of like, it's like that. I mean, I'm not really an exhibitionist, but I feel like a but lot I'm of people can die. Right. Yeah. But like, then you, then you kind of worry. It's like, I don't know. Is that person a serial killer? And they might, and be. they might fixate on you. And that's the terrifying thing. You always have to think I've, about with I've men. Watched yeah. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, so that's, it's so interesting to me. And I, and I really respect that because I feel like for me watching, like, you know, I've obviously shot hundreds and hundreds of videos of, you know, me having all kinds of sex. The only things I've ever really watched were the movies that I thought had really good scripts that were story yeah. driven. And I would watch my acting and I would skip over the sex. Yeah. In the same way that I can't watch like a podcast. It just feels so vulnerable. And while I'm comfortable being that way, I don't really want to like experience myself being yeah. that way. But I, I don't know. It's kind of but then I there's one scene, actually, one of the last scenes I did in porn. I shot I was only doing girl girl at the time and I shot with this girl. And I don't know if I was like ovulating or something, but I was more horny than I've like ever been. And she was super hot. And we had just like really, really good sex. And that was, and I don't really watch too much porn in general. I have mm -hmm. like a crazy, you know, mental imagination. So yeah. it's usually better because I'm very picky, you know? So I'll be like, ah, I don't, uh, someone says something. I'm like, oh, uh, I'm turned turn off, me off immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get the ick real easily. So it's better in my brain. But I, it was like every, it's like a, Four times a year, I get this weird, like, I'm like, I want to watch some, like, nasty porn. Yeah. Know? But I was, like, not really finding anything I wanted. And I went back and I watched that scene because I was, like, I remember. And it was, like, reliving how turned on I felt. Yeah. But I think, you know, so many times in the adult business, you know, you're, even if it felt good, you might have gotten off. But my, your brain is so turned on. You're thinking about lights, all these different yeah. things. So when I go back and watch the scene, I'm just thinking, oh, why did I put my hair like that? Why did? But you, didn't but do, you weren't doing it for you. Right, exactly. You were doing it this, as a with performance. This, with this one scene, even I remember, and it was for a company where they kind of don't care too much about, they're more about like, we want you guys to have a good time. And so I guess that's probably kind of similar to what you feel when you look at your nudes and yeah. like, you're, and you get off to that because you're reliving and that it was, kind of. It was art for me. Right. As well. Right, right. It was definitely art. Because you're so creative. Like, I'm an artist to my core. Yeah. I consider everything I do art. Like literally everything. It's part of the reason why like I will never be successful in the current internet age. Right. Because I just, I refuse I refuse to like succumb to the trends and the algorithms. I'm just like, listen, you do what makes you feel I'm going to keep making art. Like art's going to withstand the test of time. So like these trends are going to come and go and I'll I maybe won't have like 500,000 followers, but I'm like happy with my 40,000 and they like my silly little art. So like yeah. I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to keep making art because that's what feels good. You're so like literally, niche. exactly. So like everything I make is art, regardless of what it is. Every Instagram post to me, like I'm very meticulous about like I edit every photo. I'm meticulous about my captions. Like everything to me is art. But you have such an aesthetic with your like your color tones. Thank you. Everything. I noticed. It's intentional. <laughs> <laughs> but when I'm like editing, so like I'll do, I'll, I'll like create a scene 
And maybe there's props and like, you know, maybe I like have like a whole sort of aesthetic that I want for like my nudes. And it helps to be stoned, obviously. Right. <laughs> like that's definitely where you're very relaxed, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so, and it was, it just was like more of a ritual that way. And then I would, after I was done shooting, I would edit, like I would like insert my toy and edit on my phone. Like, right. well... Yeah. <laughs> like that was my foreplay. You're editing while you're editing like, 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 all the toys and wait, I was that's like, actually this is definitely like, my foreplay. Maybe I need to like I wonder if like there's like OnlyFans girls who like could like they're like multitask. Like, right, right. You're yeah. like, I mean, like I can enjoy this. Okay, well that's so interesting. Okay, well I'm really curious to hear from like the audience too, like if people do this similar stuff. Cause like everyone I saw it from you, I was like, this I've is told so cool. everyone that I've told has either every woman that I've told has either been like, that is so cool. I'm definitely gonna do that, or that's so cool that you do that. I could never do that. Right. Oh, but you everyone can do everyone it. can do that. I feel like we should like we should like issue a challenge. Like <laughs> Yeah, you know, like I mean, do it one time. If you don't like it, if you don't like it, you don't have to do it. But yeah. like, I do think that it helps you like get out of that. Like, if you have insecurities, it right. definitely can help you. Like, you're not doing it, like you said. Like, you know, guys are always like, send me something, and I'm always like, no, because my news are top shelf. Yeah, <laughs> like I took like the, I took these for me. Like they were right. top shelf. Like you're gonna get the well. Yeah, like I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm literally going to send you like me right now, like a mirror selfie, like haggard. Like that's all you're going to get. You don't get this. It's too good for you. Right. Like you're like, maybe if I'm like in love with you yes. or like you're paying. Like it's literally too good for you. Like, what do you mean? Like you absolutely do not yeah, pay for it. Yeah. Like this is top show. This is art. Like you don't get to have this. And so I think that if you are, if you have any insecurities about your body or like just like being on camera, I think that knowing that you're doing it for yourself and that like nobody else has to see it. Right. And then sometimes they got like so good that I was just like, people need to see these. Right. Like, then you want to share them. And it gives you like, wait, I want people to see how wait, good I, I look. Wait, I want to see this. Right? I, I so share good. that. Right. Yeah. Oh, the, well, thank you so much for coming on to the office. Okay. I was like, you're literally like the like epitome of like divine feminine energy. Thank and, you. You know, I'm just so happy that we have built this relationship. I'm so blessed to have you in my yeah, life. Absolutely. Like, thank he who shall not be named <laughs> for his shenanigans because you like if the only thing that came out of that is that I get to be friends with you and with Kat, like that's more than enough. Oh, no, 100 percent. And I want to hear from like the audience about, you know, women you've become friends with because of, you know, toxic exes and how you kind of embody the divine feminine and how you kind of like practice that in your day to day life and get in touch with your sexuality. I think that would be like a really interesting thing. So we can talk about that more in the future. Well, thanks again for coming on, Nagar. And uh, guys, check out her books, especially if you've been through anything similar. Beautiful, beautiful writing. Thank and you. I hope that it will help some of you heal. So if people want to like check out your books and like your healing journey, like where can they find you? Yeah. If you're um, plug I, yourself. Yeah, your shit. I'm on Instagram at Nagar Fanuni. You don't even need to know how to spell that. Yeah. <laughs> you can literally just you like try it. anything <laughs> and I will come up. I'm the only one and I'm the only one with the blue check. So you will find me. You can get all my books at saltandsorcery.shop. I've written four books of poetry and prose and creative nonfiction. And I'm currently writing what will be my first traditionally published book. Yeah. Which is like a memoir about growing up with immigrant parents. So yeah. I can't wait to read it. She's also got some cool merch on there too. I do have some cool merch. I do. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me. Check her out, support, and uh, see you next time. 
Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed and even learned a few things. You can catch a new episode of X version every Friday. In the meantime, follow us for more at Woo More Play. And don't forget to leave a rating and review. We're choosing random reviewers to send free Woo More Play gifts to all the time. Until next time.